drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Goodyear, Arizona and Tribe Spring Training as spring training amazingly here in Goodyear starting to wind down. Only two weeks to go out here. We're less than three weeks away from the season opener, March the 26th at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. The Indians will take on the Tigers at 110. And at last word, there were still some tickets remaining. It's starting to become limited. But uh, if you still want to go to opening day, you look at that weather forecast, and it looks better than maybe you would have anticipated for March the 26th. By all means, jump on Indians.com and uh, check out availability for opening day because there are some seats still available for that. Now, coming up on this week's show... We will hear from Indian starting pitcher Shane Bieber, who on Friday was named the opening day starter for the Tribe. We'll also hear from Indians closer Brad Hand and two of the Indians outfielders, Oscar Mercado, and then outfielder-designated hitter Fran Mio Reyes. So a busy show coming. Stay tuned. We'll have it for you starting next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The next offering, swung on, lifted in the air to right, not deep. Toward the line is Valera, makes the catch, and boy does Shane Bieber look good, especially with that newly developed changeup. Bieber's pitch, swung on and missed, struck him out on a slider in on his hands. My goodness. Shane Bieber has struck out four in two innings of work. Canna had 26 homers a year ago, and he just chased a slider in the dirt. Dug out by Perez, goes out in front of the plate, throws to first to complete the inning. And the Oakland A's are looking at Shane Bieber as if to say, how in the first week of March can you be this devastating already? It was men against boys here in the top half of the first inning as Shane Bieber overmatched the Oakland A's. A 1-2-3 inning with a pair of strikeouts. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Tribe's spring training complex where this afternoon they will be hosting the Chicago Cubs and then tomorrow the Indians are on the road. They'll play the Rockies in Scottsdale, both of those games on the Indians radio network. Shane Bieber was named yesterday as the Indian starting pitcher for opening day. A well-deserved honor 
And coming off of last season, why not? He was 15 and 8 a season ago with an earned run average of 3.28. And most notably, at the Midsummer Classic, after being a late ad, he struck out the side in his, his inning of work and earned the Most Valuable Player Award honors for the All-Star Game in Cleveland. So just a, a memorable night that he'll never forget in his career. And uh, when we caught up with him earlier this spring, Bieber touched on a variety of subjects, including the All-Star Game. But most importantly to him, the way last season ended was a disappointment. And I think it shows for Shane Bieber, it's all about winning as a team. We all left the season with uh, kind of a sour taste in our mouth, and that's you know, always going to be the case unless you win the last game of the year. So we had uh, bigger and better expectations, and we, we fell a little short, unfortunately. But um, all in all, I thought uh, with all the adversity that we faced throughout the year, um, tons of injuries, but also had a ton of guys stepping up and a ton of guys kind of finding themselves throughout the year. So um, there was some definite positives that we were able to focus on um, finishing the year the way we did. And uh, like I said, a, a ton of adversity basically from the get-go, and we were able to win 93 games and made a little run at it uh, at the end of the, uh, the season. But like I said, fell a little bit short. Personally, um, pretty heavy workload, but yeah. it seems like you've been doing that for a while, yeah. even dating back to college. Um, did did you feel it at the end of the year, or, or were you okay coming out of that? Um, I feel like every year, you know, it's it's there's up and downs. Um, you get through the dog days. That's at different points for every single guy. So yeah, for me, there was ups and downs um, as far as like how I felt physically. Um, but near the end of the year, like I was hitting my uh, second, third, fourth win, whatever you want to call it. And um, I was ready to go. And I was feeling really good. And, um, you know, like I said, unfortunately, we fell a little bit short. But I think uh, if we would have snuck in there, we would have messed up some people's seasons. So, um, you know, hopefully we can kind of continue that trajectory that we're on uh, going into this year. I promise I won't bring up the All-Star game anymore because I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about it a million times. But when you get home, um, what was it like seeing friends and stuff in, in Southern California who yeah. maybe you hadn't had a chance to talk to right after the game? Yeah, um, I, yeah it was good. They, I, I reached out to most of them, or they reached out to me shortly after the All-Star game. And um, like I, I remember a couple of days after, you're like, hey, like, how's your phone doing? <laughs> you know, um, and, and it was blowing up. And uh, fortunately, I got, got back to most people. And um, so once I got back to California and um, in, in my off-season routine, everything was pretty normal. Um, uh, guys were I'm living with some of my best friends working out there and had a great routine going and kind of just fell right back into things it wasn't uh, we, we didn't really focus too much on on the past year kind of more looking forward a lot of guys do different things to decompress and, and maybe mentally refresh mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Carrasco is a world traveler yeah um, you have a long way to go but for the first time you went to Europe yeah tell us about your trip and, and what was that like for you being over there for the first time yeah it was great I'm trying to take a little bit after cookie um, but I got a, a ways to go I mean sat down with him we we shared the same flight after tribe fest and uh, we we're flying to like Detroit uh, connected in Detroit and we we're talking about our travels and he was scrolling through his phone and man it seemed like he was visiting a different country every other week but you know they were obviously over the span of you know multiple years but um, so he obviously had some some pretty cool recommendations and I started jotting down a list but for me personally uh, that Europe trip was was awesome it was my first time over there it was a cool experience and uh, I'm definitely looking to do it again at well, some point what would be some of the biggest differences that you noticed 
or is the world really becoming a smaller place? Just the architecture was beautiful um, in a bunch of different places. I'd say my favorite was Budapest, actually. It was kind of a sleeper, um, last-minute decision to hop on over there. Um, the architecture, the food, the people, just the whole vibe of the whole city was uh, something I didn't totally expect, but I absolutely loved it. When you look at this season, um, the build-up, you were mentioning normal build-up for you. Um, it seems like you, for a young major league pitcher, which is easy to forget, you have a pretty good routine in the offseason to prepare for the workload and, and hauling 200 innings or so. Uh, any changes to that this year, or did you just lock right into what you normally do? Yeah, not too much. Um, maybe the focus might have been a little bit different as far as like pitch development and stuff like that, but really kind of just once I got back from that trip and, and um, you know, back to Santa Barbara, it was, fell right back in that routine, and that's kind of, that's all you really want. I, I was over there, and, and once, I think most guys will tell you after a couple weeks of, um, after the season ends, you relax and you take the load off your body and stuff like that, but then after a couple weeks, you're like, okay, let's get back in it. You get a little antsy, and, and you're looking forward to the next season, so fortunately, fell right back into that routine, and it's a level of comfortability uh, just to be able to kind of know exactly what you're doing, have everything around you, and uh, fortunately, like I said, I got a good setup over there uh, in California and, and felt right back in that routine and um, really just tried to keep things simple and the same. I feel like last year, was it change up you were working on? Mm -hmm. or, um, anything pitch-wise this year that, that you really feel like you need to sharpen up to, to maybe take it to an, another yeah, level even? Yeah, definitely. I'd say it's still change-ups at the forefront of my development as or kind of one I want to develop. So um, made some really good strides with it last year. Uh, at, at times it was really good, at times it wasn't. So just trying to develop that consistency with it is going to be key for me. You look around, and uh, from the start of last, last spring training, uh, Corey Kluber traded, Trevor Bauer traded, but still some really good young arms. Right. And, and throughout the industry, people talk about the Indians mm -hmm. pitching. Uh, what do you see in there in terms of starting rotation and competition and, mm -hmm. and how it could pan out here going into this season? Yeah, who knows how it's going to pan out. Um, like I kind of touched on earlier, we faced a lot of adversity last year. Uh, got rid of a lot of guys, and a lot of guys went down to injury, unfortunately. But that also created opportunities for uh, some guys to step up. And uh, maybe if the events didn't transpire like they did, then guys might not have gotten the opportunities that they did. But um, like Plesak and Savali, they stepped up big time for us last year. So did Pletko, so did Jeffrey Rodriguez, and uh, just a, a multitude of names. So um, really excited. We obviously have a ton of arms and a ton of guys that can contribute to this team. Um, and it's just a matter of, of going out there and doing it. And this will be your second major league spring training? Yeah. Yet it seems like you're a veteran. How do you look at yourself in terms of, of maybe leadership for some of the young guys? Can yeah. you even put yourself in that basket yet? I kind of got my feet under me a little bit more this spring. I remember, I remember last spring, um, and people are like, hey, where do we go for this? Where do we go for this? I'm like, I'm, I'm the green one here. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to, I'm looking to follow you guys. But this year I kind of uh, am a little bit more familiar with the side of the complex and how things are being run. And um, obviously... You know, more than happy to to give some guys advice or, or guide them uh, whichever way they may need to go. But um, really just enjoying it, being back with everybody, seeing some uh, familiar faces and some new ones too and getting to know those guys and, and really trying to bond together in the clubhouse. That's Indians starting pitcher and opening day starter Shane Bieber.
closing games on many an occasion for Bieber is lefty Brad Hand, who earned a career-best 34 saves a season ago. Now, most of the heavy lifting for Hand came before the All-Star break. In fact, he was an American League All-Star and pitched in the game in Cleveland, but labored down the stretch last year. And uh, as, as you know from watching Hand, no matter what is going on behind him, if he's sharp or has to battle through, you would never know it. Uh, as he is as calm as they come on the mound. And in talking about the second half of last season when he struggled somewhat, not only uh, on the mound but with some physical issues to try and get through the season, he just kind of took it in stride and got ready for a new season. Yeah, I mean, for sure, my first half of the year was real well. I was throwing the ball good. Uh, And then just kind of ran into a little bit of a rut and couldn't couldn't really get out of it. And um, My body also wasn't feeling great. My arm had, had some arm issues going on. Um, but this off season, just you know, I, it was a normal off season. Didn't really change much, um, but the arm's been been feeling good and ready to go. You mentioned that, and I think you're like a lot of closers or, or relievers in general. They want to take the ball all the time. How conflicted were you at times in the second half when when you wanted to help the team but maybe weren't a hundred percent? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd go out there in outings where where it felt good, everything was normal. Um, and then, you know, that next one just, you know, didn't feel right and uh, got to a point where, you know, you could really tell in, in the numbers and the analytical sides that, you know, I was doing something that, you know, my arm was, or my body was making up for something, um, you know, my arm wasn't feeling good. So, um, you know, I was trying to go out there and compete every single day. You don't want to, you know, watch your team uh, battle. You want to be there with them and uh, just got to a certain point where, you know, it's probably a better idea to get it checked out. So when you go into an off season knowing that that you had some issues in the second half, what did you try and do to to come into spring training to prepare yourself to to try and make it strong to the finish this time? I'm just working more on you know my arm care during the off season. Um, try to focus on that a little bit. Um, but my my throwing everything was pretty normal comparative to any other off season. I looked at a few mechanical things. Uh, you see what happened in the second half uh, to try to get out of those you know those grooves that I was in to get get it back to normal where you know what's comfortable for me. Analytics such a big part of this game did, did that come into play too and and has that been helpful in, in trying to identify some things? Yeah I mean I've, I'm not big on the analytical side but I think this offseason I kind of started to look at it a little bit more. Uh, the place I go to in the winter workout they've got all the Rapsodos there so uh, just being able to find something that maybe I was doing in the second half that you know affected uh, the way my pitches were coming out or what, and I think we you know, found some things that I was trying to work on, and I feel like I'm in a good spot right now. I know it's really, really early, but uh, noticeable differences early on as far as just how things are going? It just feels, feels like normal. I feel like the second half I, would, um, I was trying to get a little too much or you know, do a little too much because I knew I was struggling, so I was trying to do more where um, you know, I probably just should have gone out there and uh, try to do the same thing, but um, but as as of right now, it feels like back to normal and everything's everything's good. Brad Hand joining us, tribe closer, and and you look at uh, heading into the season, you'll you'll have some new teammates down there in the bullpen. Um, have you had a chance to get to know them a little bit so far, and and how what's the excitement level for for some of the new arms out there that will be joining you this season? Yeah, it's exciting. Um, we got a few a few guys from trades, and uh, we saw a little bit of Kieran Jack last year. Um, just Two guys that we got in, the Karen check and then that Class A 
guy that you know big big arms throw hard uh, just kind of a different look we've never haven't had uh, in the past we didn't have anybody that really lit up the radar then last year so it'll be be fun to have two guys down there I can you know fire it in there you did have some good veteran presence last year and, and does that fall on you a little bit more this year because because you did lose some experience down there yeah I mean I guess so it's just um, you know, I try to, you know, lead by example. I'm not the most vocal person, but, uh, you know, I try to just go out there and work hard and, you know, try to try to show these young guys uh, what it takes to be able to, you know, play 162 and, and try to stay healthy. And uh, so much of the offseason, I think, for every player is uh, just a mental re refresher. Uh, you have two young kids, and then, so what's a, a typical day like for you just to kind of get you back to a little bit of balance in the wintertime? Yeah, I mean, during the first few weeks, take some time off, not really doing much, hanging out with the family and the kids, and then, you know, get back to the gym, start working out five days a week, and then, uh, you know, just spending time with them. Obviously, we don't get to spend much time with them during the season. We spend more time with our teammates than we do our family, so uh, it's a short, short off season, so try to try to spend some time with them and, you know, play some golf. That's Indians closer, Brad Hand. Stay tuned, more to come after this as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Now the check and pitch, and it's swung on, bounced on the right side, base hit right field. Lindor will score easily, and that's why you don't want Mercado bunting. With two strikes, he bounces one the other way, trying to move Lindor up. Well, he did better than that. He found the hole between first and second, and an RBI single to right. 3-2, swung on and blasted high and deep. Right center field, Mercado back at the wall. He leaps. Did he make that catch? Yes, he did. Oscar Mercado takes a home run away from Chance Sisko with a leaping grab at the wall. Great timing, and you won't see a better catch than that as Mercado steals one away from Sisko and ends the inning. Swung on, hit pretty well to right. Down toward the right field corner is Castellanos. This ball, it is gone! It just did stay fair. It just did sneak over the wall. And Oscar Mercado with an opposite field two-run home run right down the right field line. Jim Rosenhouse back with you. It's Tribe Talk from Goodyear, Arizona and in the Indian Spring Training Complex where the Tribe on this weekend, we'll be hosting the Cubs on Saturday afternoon and then traveling to Scottsdale to play the Rockies on Sunday afternoon. Both of those games on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Well, it's a crowded outfield situation for the Indians here in spring training. A lot of candidates for four, maybe five positions in the Indians outfield. One player, though, who, well, he's going to be ticketed for 
everyday playing time and still a matter of where that may be, but you'll see him a lot in center field, you would think. Oscar Mercado coming off an outstanding rookie major league season. Mercado did not start the season with the Indians. In fact, he was at AAA Columbus before being called up in mid-May. And from then on, what a revelation the young man from the Tampa, Florida area was as he finished the season hitting 269. He hit 15 home runs, drove in 54, played some good defense in center. And he said it. There was no resting on a good first major league season for him. He got right back to it in the offseason. I kind of got back right into things. Um, you know, um, mentally, you kind of just have to understand that you got it's a long season and, you know, you distress a little bit. But I gave myself a couple weeks and then it was right back to it, um, understanding what I need to do to get better and, um, you know, improve on what I did last year. This time a year ago, um, you had a good spring but you started the year in the minor leagues and, and then got called up. At what point did it click in that, that you could compete at the major league level and, and have some good success at the major league level? I think I always believed in myself. Um, I think it was only a matter of getting the opportunity. Um, I think once I got up there and I started getting regular at-bats and um, I started getting the opportunity, I felt like um, I could do something with it. Um, you know, I was surround. I was put in a great situation. I was surrounded with a great, great team, great group of guys, and a great coaching staff. And um, you know, I attest a lot to that and their ability to to allow me to succeed. Can you point to one or two players that that really helped you out? And maybe even at at the times when you weren't going well, that that helped you kind of yeah. Close to um, you know, there was a lot. You know, Naquin helped me out a lot, especially out in the outfield. Um, understanding things, um, Santana, Lindor, those guys, Ramirez. I, I would say those are like four guys that actually really helped me out a lot. Uh, Perez also helped me out a lot. It's um, it's tough to kind of pinpoint one or two people just because they were all so supportive and so like willing to help. You mentioned outfield, and you're not that far removed from, from being a shortstop. Um, do you, you made some great plays though in the outfield. Do you, do you feel like you can be not just an average outfielder, but something a lot more than that? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of faith in my ability to go out there and play um, really good defense. Um, it's something I take a lot of pride in, and especially with uh, the pitching staff that we have. It's, uh, they're unbelievable, and you know they, they make our jobs a lot easier, but um, you know that you're going to have to be there for them and help them out, and um, that's kind of my goal is to make their lives easier as well. Um, go out there and uh, play play hard every every pitch, be focused every pitch, and um, whether it's in center, left, or right, um, and just be the best outfielder I can be. When you look at um, the offensive side of things, it sounded like a big key heading into last season was coming to the swing camps prior to last season and, and really getting in a good spot with your swing. And I know you came back just a little bit this year to, to do the same thing. Was that just to kind of refine what you're doing or, or was it just more reinforcement on, on what you had a year ago? I think it's just reinforcement. Um, you know, you can never get complacent or, you know, think that you got to figure it out because this game will humble you quickly. So I just wanted to go back and um, work on some things, um, make sure that that the thing the right the things that I was doing were the right things and um, you know if it worked it worked, it helped me last time a lot so I, f I feel like it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be any 
harm to go back and you know keep doing those things. Oscar Mercado joining us. Um, off season, obviously, a lot of work to to try and be better. Was there one particular area that that you feel you made some real good gains in heading into this season? Um, I think I just got stronger. Um, worked on my body a lot. Did a lot of things that I hadn't done before. Just understanding how long the season was. Um, I got to find a way to make sure that my body's healthy, um, and especially with the way I play and. I uh, I focused a lot on my on my body, you know, working out, um, fixing little little bugs in, here and there and stuff like that, and just allowing myself to go out there and uh, and uh, make sure I hold up and I can play hard every day. Well, certainly, that's a big part of your off yeah. season. But I know you you mentioned you, you were able to get away and, and head back to Columbia for yeah. a little bit. You you make your your year round home in Florida. Um, What's it like to go back, and why is it so important for you to go back to Columbia? That's where I was born. Um, my whole family's there, and and just I want to be able to go back and understand that um, these are my roots. This is where I came from. I don't want to ever forget that. You know, coming here from the age of eight and being here this long, sometimes you tend to Americanize yourself. But um, I want to go back and uh, just kind of you know be able to have fun down there and uh, be with my family and enjoy it and, you know, enjoy the, the weather and the, and the ocean and the food and everything and just, just understand that that's my culture and to me that's important. With that said, you move here to this country at the age of eight. Oh, what was the hardest thing in terms of the adjustment? I think the language, uh, the language and the culture. Um, you're eight years old, so, you know, you, you don't really ask for much. Um, you know, you can put a toy in front of you and you're entertained and uh, stuff like that. But I think uh, joining, you know, playing Little League with my brother uh, helped us a lot and making friends, uh, learning the language, you know, not just learning it, but practicing the language, um, understanding the culture and everything. And um, it's funny, like it all goes back to baseball, but I feel like that's something that really helped me and my brother out a lot um, moving down here. And there have been several major leaguers from Columbia. Um, when you go back now, because of the season you had, was it any different? In, in it was a little, <laughs> yeah, it was a little different, but um, I tend to, you know, just, I, I try to be as polite and, and understanding as possible, knowing that they, that we don't really have many, many Major League Baseball players that come through the country, and um, so I got to be understanding of that, but at the same time, like, I go back there and I want to spend it with my family and sometimes they can get a little, you know, like, oh, uh, come meet my friend, come meet this person, and which is fine, but uh, sometimes I'd rather just be with my family. How big is baseball there? It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting a lot bigger because of the success that some of the players have had and uh, with how many players we have now. I think we're up to like 12 or 10, 10 to 12, I think, and I don't even know if I can name 12 before in the history and now we had like 10 to 12 in the big league so I think that's important and I think it's starting to grow a lot and as you get going here in spring training um, the team it seems like a little bit younger and it, is that something that that makes it exciting that a little yeah. bit of energy and in going into the yeah. spring um, I just go back to the way I kind of I kind of viewed viewed it last year and you know go in with the crap ton of energy um, 
you know, laser focus and just wanting to prove yourself. And I think that's important. We're going to have a lot of guys that, and we're all doing it. So we're all going to be out there trying to prove ourselves and uh, playing the game hard. And I think it's, uh, it'll be fun. That's Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado. Maybe on a regular basis joining him in the outfield, but most likely a lot of time a designated hitter as well, will be Fran Mil Reyes. And we'll visit with him when we come back after this final timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. McCray is ready. The next pitch swung on, hammered to deep right. Back goes Polka on the track at the wall. Gone! A solo blast to right. Onto that grassy berm area. Way beyond the wall in right field for Fran Mil Reyes. Oh, did he pummel that baseball. And he, with that prodigious power that the good Lord only gave a certain number of individuals. He has been putting on power display since day one of spring training. And he just hammered one to right field for his second home run of the spring. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona in the Indian Spring Training Complex where the Tribe will play the Cubs on Saturday afternoon. Here, the Rockies in Scottsdale on Sunday and then uh, head into that final two weeks of the spring with still some decisions to be made. Someone who's trying to open some eyes in the outfield defensively is Fran Mil Reyes. His bat will be in the lineup no matter what. You can count on that after hitting 37 home runs a year ago. Reyes came into camp in tremendous shape as he looks to, to see some more time in the outfield, and he's played there quite a bit this spring. And he says after a, a hard-working offseason, he feels great. So here in Arizona. feel great, especially coming from a great offseason. Um, I was working hard with Carlos Santana at the complex and uh, just coming here, seeing all the guys just again, it's great. And what does that mean um, to be able to work out with a teammate in near your hometown or not too far away uh, and just have those other guys there to push you over the course of the offseason? It was great. Um, like I always say, since I, since I got here to the Indians, the support they're, they're giving to me and to all the guys um, is great. Um, I asked for this help for the entire season and they were always there for me, supporting me, and I am really grateful to be part of this organization. So when you get to the end of the season, you mentioned you asked for, for help to, to figure out a good plan. Yeah. Um, what was the idea going into the off season, and, and do you feel like you accomplished what you wanted to? Yes, I, I will say that I can 100% say that my goal was made. Um, everything is right the place I wanted. Um, the goal was losing losing pounds, um, try to move better in the outfield, and all the work was all together, and we put that in work and. We finally get it done. I know sometimes power hitters are 
they're hesitant to, to lose pounds because it might take away their power, but it sounds like everything is just yeah. fine for you. I would say I feel really stronger because it, it gave me more, um, more flexibility to get to some balls that I couldn't before. Uh, when you look at outfield, obviously there's an opening there, and, and how important is it to you to be able to play the outfield and, and give the Indians some more options? Well, I just want to help the team with the most I can, and uh, give me the opportunity of playing the outfield will give me, I'll say, more, uh, more chance to be a better player every day. I want to help my team with anything I could, if it's in the outfield, if it's in the DH, whatever, whatever they think is, is going to help the team to win, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Ramil Reyes joining us. Um, you come over in a trade. Explain to us, how, how did you react to that? And, and was there a transition period for you where, where there was an adjustment joining a new team? And, and what were some of the challenges for you? Well, I signed with the Padres when I was 16 years old. I was with the organization for almost nine years. Um, I was not expecting that at the moment when AJ called me and told me the trade was going on. Um, I feel a little bit sad the, at the beginning because you know I knew most of the people in the in the complex in Dominican and here in Peoria, and uh, most of the teammates, the still my friends, but you know, not to share a field with them playing in the same team, it was kind of sad. Coming from playing with Margot when at 14 years old, signing with Franchi Cordero the same day, um, it was kind of tough. But since the first, I'll say three hours, the Carlos Santana's gave me a call and um, Jose Ramirez, it kind of made me feel better that my new teammates were like, welcomed me since the first couple hours like it gave me confidence to uh, just get to the Indians and give my best. Hey, what what could they do for you to, to kind of speed that process up to, to feel comfortable? What were some of the things they were able to well, do with? Well, not just them, but uh, since the first time I stepped into the clubhouse, all the guys, all the teammates welcomed me like they knew me for years all smiles, a lot of hugs. Uh, all of them talked to me like they knew me before. It was it was one of the keys that uh, gave me confidence right away. And you drop right in the middle of a pennant race. A oh, team yeah. that's trying to make the postseason. Uh, what was that like for you, first time in your career, really? Yeah, it was fun. And I hope this come every year. Uh, because I know my team can do a lot of damage. I, I know we, we, we are in a good competition, but we will play our best and we promise that we will give our 100%. What do you see in there uh, coming in here this spring that has you excited about the possibilities for this team? I am really excited, really, really excited of to this 2020 story because I know we have a lot a lot to give to the on the field.
That's Fran Mil Reyes, one of the hottest hitters so far in the Cactus League. And, boy, look out. Could be a big season for the big man from the Dominican Republic. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, we thank Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, one more time from Goodyear, Arizona, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.